This is episode 7 of the Texas Cavalry Podcast. Hey everybody. Hello, hello. Welcome to episode 7 of the Texas Cavalry Podcast. I'm Becky. I'm Augie. We're back again. Back at it after a, a week off. Yeah. A much needed week a off. A much needed week off. But, <laughs> but going forward, we will also be switching to a new format. Yeah. Well, well for the rest of this semester, Yes. the school semester, uh, since neither of us are in school, um, we <laughs> will be our next episode. Well, I don't know if this is something we talked about at the beginning. of the. Uh, it doesn't matter. So <laughs> We're talking about now. The, the, our next episode, episode 8, will be coming out the week of, what is that, the... Uh, the 10th or something? Yeah, like it's that. like the 10th or 11th, whatever that Wednesday is of November. And then the last episode of the semester will be coming out exactly a week after that one. Um, so it'll be before Diamond Cup, previewing Diamond Cup, and then also wrapping up Diamond Cup. Um, and looking forward towards the the break that's ahead. Yeah. Um, we're just we're just switching to this because the the semester is kind of winding. It, you know, it's kind of the middle part of the of the season here in this semester. Does that make sense? I don't know. But we're you know the beginning of the, the season has a lot to cover. The middle does not. And that's where we're at right now. That's where we're so, at. and we got a lot to talk but, about. But that being said, we do have lots to talk about. <laughs> we got plenty of content. Yeah. Um, we're gonna briefly recap Wolfpack, um, from an organizational standpoint. Mm-hmm. Uh, first off, car game responses. Thank you to uh Tulane Quidditch. Yes. And Chris Lawton, and uh, Rajon, the flick of the wrist. Flick of the wrist. Makanji. They all had, gave us great responses. Uh, Tulane said that they listen to Disney music if you're stuck in stuck in Josh Mansfield's car. Um, and then Chris mentioned uh, playing Would You Rather. Mm-hmm. And what was Rajan? Or was it Never Have I Ever? Was it Would You Rather? Would You Rather and Never Have I Ever. Both. She'll, she'll, sure. get, she'll get both of those. Sure. And then Raj, uh, he, he came up with a name for... For um, the game that you were talking about. Hey Cow? No, no, not Hey Cow. The one where you put your hands up on the... Oh, the stoplight one? Yeah. Yeah. What What did we call that one? The stoplight? What? I don't know. I don't know. He had a name for it. But you forgot the name. I forgot <laughs> the name, though. But shout out to Raj. <laughs> shout out to Raj. <laughs> um, so, shout out, <laughs> shout out to Loyal Quidditch for hosting Wolfpack. Uh, scheduling-wise, one of the things that we noticed and I was very happy about was the scheduling of the, kind of like the marquee matchups of each pool not being at the exact same time as yeah. other pools and being spread out throughout the day. I definitely appreciated that, too, uh, being, being that I wasn't there. Uh, I was able to see live tweets, though, but and it was nice that, like, the coverage throughout the day could be, like, these marquee matches. Yeah, shout-out to Becca DuPont. Yeah. Uh, for keeping everyone elsewhere engaged that was and uh, very helpful. Yeah, I was much appreciated. Yeah, and live tweeting some games and stuff that was very cool. Thank you, Becca. Yeah, for making our region better. Um, yeah. Also, as far as the organizing side of it, um, the the tournament ran a little late, ran a little long. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And I think that's just due to the lack of people power that I, I think is really important that a tournament has. Mm-hmm. Um, it kind of seemed like it was just Atafia and a few other people. Like, like I don't know. I, I don't want to say two other people, but it seemed like two or three other people. Yeah, and that's, def- I mean, like, that's definitely the case, too. Like, it's so nice when, when we were, like, hosting tournaments at Texas that, like, you could have that, like, base of people who are already here who are willing to help sort of yeah. thing. Like, we had the two traveling teams plus house teams to pull from, and, uh, you know, that's always really helpful. And so, like, shout out to Loyola for, like, being able to, like, even run a tournament with, like, not as much people, like, right there in their hands. Yeah. Um, and I know after the, the finals match, it was just kind of, like, um, it, it differed from some tournaments in that there was no, there's no real wrap up. It was like the game ended, and then everybody just kind of left, <laughs> like just slowly scattered and and dispersed uh, from the field because it was late and they needed to turn the lights off, and um, so everybody was just kind of ushered off the field. And so that that that's an aspect of tournaments that is kind of awkward. Um, when running a tournament, like, how do you wrap up a tournament, uh, as far as if, if there is a trophy, like, trophy presentation, um... It's, it's super hard because, like, so often, like, after, right after games, teams want to huddle up, they want to, they want to, like, talk about that game that they just played, mm-hmm. but, so, you don't want to be, like, disrespectful to those teams and being like, no, 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 you can't do that right now, but at the same time, you know, you can talk about the game, from the minute it ends to the next time you play a game or, like, your next practice or whatever. Yeah. Whereas, you know, there's only that short period where people still have their attention on the field Mm -hmm. that you can get them to to look at you and be like, hey, wait, we're doing trophy presentations or a wrap-up or a thank you to to attending sort of thing. Yeah. And and I think what would go a long way is if the tournament director or co-TD or... So some organizer before the game during the captain's meeting um, is able to tell the captains of each team or maybe even the whole team, get the whole teams together and just say, hey, don't go anywhere after this match. You know, we'll have a, a brief presentation mm-hmm. uh, where we'll just kind of give our thanks and give give the, the awards and then um, go from there. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that would go a long way so that after the match people know what what's what's coming. So, like, regardless of what happens, they know they want to talk. They can sit around for, you know, two or three minutes very briefly until, you know, teams can kind of take their pictures mm-hmm. and then go on. Um, and that's another thing. I know teams sometimes forget to take pictures at tournaments. That's, like, that's important stuff. Like, yeah. That's oftentimes, like, looked over because it's kind of like, well, why, why? Like, you know, if we don't want one, we don't need one sort of thing. Yeah. But, I mean, when it comes to, like, if you want to get, like, sponsorships, you know, that if helps. Yeah. If you're a community team or, or if you're able to get sponsorships, you know, like, that's super helpful because it shows that, like, you you take these pictures and you post them on your social media pages. Um, I mean, team pictures are also, like, helpful if you're, uh, you need to send, send, like, thank you cards as a team. You could make up a, uh, a bunch of cards with yeah. the team pictures on it or something. Yeah, or, and, and the more pictures you have of you and your team, the better. Yeah. It's helpful. It's helpful for school presentations for your sport clubs or rec sports or mm-hmm. whatever if you need to do that. So like taking taking team pictures is uh, important, and it's also nice because. Like, what, what, what do you think is a good time to do that? I don't. That's a tough question because it's kind of like, do you do it first thing in the morning? 
when everybody's all fresh groggy. Fresh and clean and groggy. Oh. <laughs> well, fresh and clean, but groggy. Yeah. Or do you do it at the end of the day when people maybe aren't happy? Yeah. Or do you do it after, like, a really good win, maybe? Mm-hmm. I know we've done that. Or at the end of, like, at your if you have, like, kind of, like, a lunch break. Yeah, I, I would think that if... If I was to think about this before <laughs> before the tournament, because most of the time at a tournament, my head's all you're, over the place. Yeah, you're I'm, like, everywhere. Um, Probably that lunch break. Yeah. Because you're, yeah. like, we have some games where we're awake, we're energized, we're a little dirty, maybe. Yeah. And the sun's the, out. The sun's out. Good some, lighting. Yeah. It's, well, hopefully the it's sun's hopefully out. It's hopefully warmish, so, like, people yeah. aren't, like, cold and wearing blankets and whatever. Yeah. Um, but, but, yeah, like, team pictures are super important. I, it's also helpful because, like, then you can kind of, like, you have, like, a history of, like, who was on the team, even. Yeah. For for not just, like, your purposes, but for, for the on-the-road purposes, too. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. yeah. I, I I didn't, you know... <laughs> I didn't think about that until you brought it up. And I was like, oh. Yeah, because we <laughs> took a picture at the very end, and it was just, like, very dark and very rushed. We were being rushed off the field. And, and so I was just thinking, man, we should have done this earlier. Mm-hmm. And I think after the last pool play game, if we were to tell the team, hey... Let's all get after our last pool play game. We're gonna get together and yeah. take a picture. Yeah, it's organized. And the, it. yeah, the hoops aren't being put up or anything. You're not yeah delaying anything else. Yeah, nice shot. Um, also, there was some interregional play at Wolfpack. Right. Uh, we had Florida's finest and um, Florida State. Uh huh. Florida State and USM. Mm-hmm. And um, I hope I'm not missing anybody. I don't think so. I think I really do think that was it. Okay. Well, yeah. So we we had three teams from the south um, venture over to this tournament. Um, I think the the only team to talk about based on the, their performance is really Florida's finest, um, considering they're one of the the top teams. The yeah, the top two teams in the south. Mm-hmm. Um, they didn't have the greatest performance. Um, I understand that they were missing some players that they will have back in the spring. Um, and they, you know, they brought a small roster of, what, 14 players, which we brought, you know, 15 or 16 as well. And, mm-hmm. uh, a couple other teams out there has also brought out a, a low number of players to this tournament. Um, which is interesting because it's the first year where that's kind of happened, you know, where it's a common thing for many, a, a team to show up to a tournament with not a full roster, not even close to a full roster. It makes me wonder, like, I mean, it's helpful to go to these tournaments, but also, like, it would be more helpful if you could have your whole roster. Yeah, as far as, um... That's another. Yeah, like, for for analyzing, you know, outcomes and stuff, I definitely think that it kind of throws most of that away. Because mm-hmm. um, you can say, oh, this team was missing players or whatever. Right. Um whether they're key players or not, that's something that you can say that is true. Um, yeah. But I think as far as gameplay goes, I still think it's great. You know, a lot of, everybody on a 14-player roster is going to get more reps than they would that's on true. a 21-person on a roster. So maybe it's even typically. more beneficial to those 14 players. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it's kind of strengthening the team at a, on a smaller scale. Yeah. But overall, I think a, a great... Uh, a great tournament to see kind of how the Southwest is settling out a little bit early on in the season. Obviously, like, mm-hmm. this isn't by any means, like, how it's going to be in the spring semester because that's a different semester. But yeah, it's definitely, it's it's cool seeing how things change between tournament to tournament. And 
Yeah, and it was also different because A&M and Texas State weren't there, mm-hmm. which they're typically also at these these tournaments. Yeah, like every year. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, every year. But you know, Diamond Cup is coming up, but, and that'll I think that'll be a that better. A great tournament. But even with the teams between now and Diamond Cup, there's, there's, there's going to be some changes. There's a big thing coming up. Yeah. And that is the transfer deadline, yeah. um, which is November 1st. I'm not, you know, I'm not entirely sure. Um, you know, I understand that it's with Northeast before, you know, Northeast, Northeast Regionals happens. Um, so that they don't have players trying to transfer off of teams that didn't qualify on the teams that still have the potential to qualify. I just, I just think it's a weird date. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, a month ago, teams were, I mean, October 1st is the deadline for that, like, official date for teams to be, ofi- the, the date for teams to be official for them to count towards the regional bids, but, you know, like, a month, a lot of things can happen, but also, like, a lot of things can't happen, you know? Mm-hmm. That's not a lot of time to kind of figure your stuff out. And also, I mean, I know they're saying when people graduate that, like, it won't matter. And that they're like, oh, I graduated from my school. I can't play for my school anymore. Can I still play on a different team? Like, sure. But then, like, why did they make it in the middle of a semester instead of at the beginning of a new semester? I mean, I I get why. Because Mm -hmm. of the regional problem, they don't want teams just getting on there. Yeah, I I still feel like that. Like, well, let's take it to the extreme, and let's just say it's, you know, kind of like a free market, free uh, free agency, like, every every player just has one trade mm-hmm. that they can, I mean, one uh, transfer, transfer that they can do, and say they can, tra- say that all transfers would just be approved, mm-hmm. um, you know, you would have teams flooding off of these teams that don't qualify onto teams that still can qualify. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe even something where, like, people are registering new teams, you know, to transfer over. But really, what's the, what's the, I don't know, what's the issue of that as far as gameplay goes? I understand, like, the fairness of it. Like, it would be unfair to a team in a region that gets snubbed by another team made of, you know, kind of like a Merc team. Right. Um, a Merc community team. But there's there's an easy fix to that in that you just don't let people transferred to teams that didn't or like from teams that didn't qualify to teams that did qualify like i think that's an easy fix unless there's unless they fall under those three things because like if i if i'm on a team that's in the northeast right now Mm -hmm. as a student and i'm graduating in december then moving to austin like well yeah that's i mean that's fair like yeah that's not yeah but but i even think you know screw it like let those transfers happen what's going to happen are those players are going to go to teams, but there's not going to be as many spots to fill for all those players. So some players are just going to end up staying on that's their team true, anyways. Um, and even if they go to teams and make teams better, isn't that better for the sport? Like that that'll yeah. that'll improve the quality of gameplay and close the gap between some teams that that currently exist. And I think that would be better for the sport because you know you and I were talking earlier before this how the it's almost harmful to the sport that there's such a large gap between the the top tier teams and the lower tier teams. And I think that would help close the gap um, and make things more interesting um, in that, you know, things are a little bit predictable more or less right now until it comes to more interregional play. 
Well, and there, I mean, there's, like, a lot of factors into that, too, because right now, like, there's so many teams that are college teams, mm-hmm. but they don't have rules that say, like, oh, but it can only be undergraduates, or it can only be actual students, or it can only, you know, there's a lot of teams that are like, oh, we're a college team, but we're not really affiliated with our college, so if you just live nearby, mm-hmm. you can play. And to me, like, that kind of falls into these, like, weird, well, they shouldn't even be considered a college team, like, those. that's a community team, you mm-hmm. know, and if they you know, and... There's just, like, a lot of gray area when it gets to that, because mm-hmm. then it's... Because then suddenly, like... I mean, let's let's take, like, a... Let's take A&M that's, like, not a sport club. Like, say they can just take anybody, <clears throat> and some team out in the Northeast doesn't qualify, and they t- they come down... Or, no, let's not say the Northeast. Let's, let's say another team from the Southwest doesn't qualify, and they're like, well, I'm going to go play for A&M. Mm-hmm. Well, suddenly A&M's not, like, a college team anymore. Like, that's not Texas A&M... If they win, you know that's yeah. Texas A and M and and company and company <laughs> yeah like and company and so like to me like that but like that irks me the wrong way because you know it's it's not a college team winning that's a community team mm-hmm. winning, you know so like I I feel like there should be like guidelines I agree with you that like everyone should kind of get like one transfer and that that one transfer should like be a pretty like fairly lenient like yeah. I feel like these transfers and, should be and I'm not I'm not even really like so much advocating for it but just like provoking the thought of yeah. of that you know it, it's not something that i've really fell on either side of um but i just think it's an interesting idea for for there to be that possibility yeah. like w- would it it's something that is avoided because it may it seems like it'll harm the integrity of the sport but what if it seems that way but it's not like what if it actually like helps you know well and i feel like there's like a lot of other things that are probably actually hurting the integrity of the sport maybe more which kind of goes into that gray area that i was just talking about Mm -hmm. like the community team college team sort of thing like i think those competing together hurts it more than this you know than letting people transfer to wherever they want to transfer to you know i definitely agree with that you know so it's kind of like well why are we fixing this problem we should be fixing this problem i know that that was a big debacle and debate when this rule originally came out, and they're like, well, it's a step forward towards that. But, yeah, I mean, I I see your point now in that, like, would it really hurt it that much, like, to to let these teams do that? And, and, you know, then then it maybe makes the trip to the... South Carolina, you know, to South Carolina, like, more worth it, because suddenly you have teams that More appealing, yeah. Yeah, like, suddenly you're like, well, these teams that... In the North, you know, like, in, in... Or not... Like, teams in, like, these regions that maybe aren't, like, making the making the grade, like, can yeah. get players that can help them. Yeah, how exciting would it be to go to World Cup or USQ Cup 9 and and not have any clue who's going to walk away the winner? Yeah. You know, like, absolutely, like, any team going into this tournament could win. Like, I think that would be the most exciting tournament ever, and I don't think that's the case right now, and I hope that in the future that the you know the gap continues to close a little mm-hmm. bit more and uh we do see more of that to where it could be anybody's cup um but kind of going uh i mean in terms of the transfer thing transfer deadline and policy um i you know moving forward right now uh <laughs> it's not it's not going to change or anything yeah. um so how do you go about yeah, you're, you're potentially picking up new players by this November 1st deadline. Yeah, so right. so say you're a, a community team 
um, you're on a community team and you want to go to another community team that's maybe closer or there's issues with your current community team or um, you're moving mm-hmm. but not, you know, 100 miles or whatever. And so that you're you're closer to another community team that you can practice with or there's more people in that area, whatever. Um, say, say that they're... Because I, I think the majority of transfers are going to come from community teams to community teams. Right. What do you think? Uh, I mean, I think so. I mean, because... Most college kids are probably going to play for their college teams. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, like, the only thing I could see is, like, the moving thing because, cause yeah, like, uh, 100 miles is a lot. And, like, I was just thinking about that as you were saying that. And I was like, 100 miles is from, like, here in Texas is, yeah. like, between Texas and Baylor. Like, from Austin to Waco or, or even almost Austin to San Antonio. Well, yeah, Austin and San Antonio is less than 100. Yeah. I mean, but like that's a long drive. Like that's the whole. I mean, like they're they're basically saying like you should be you should be willing to stay on this team even if you have to drive two hours to get to your. It, yeah, and it's a much longer drive in the northeast. You know, with, with yeah. where there's like where there can be more traffic and yeah, and a hundred miles can be seems, four hours. You know, you know, like or like you're you're crossing state lines. Yeah. and stuff. Because, like, that. I mean, like to me, that's frustrating because it's like yeah, it doesn't take that long to get to San Antonio or to Waco from here on a good day at a good time but like if you're needing to leave after work to get to practice on a like a wednesday night then like 100 miles that's a long drive like that's yeah. not something like to me it should be like probably a shorter radius but that's that's a different <laughs> that's we're going off too much yeah. um so yeah integrating players right that are transferring from, most likely, a, from another team. Most likely going to be to a community team. Yeah. So, yeah, let's just talk community team to community team transfers. And I, I think all of this kind of applies to college teams as well. I think it's messier. It can be messier with community teams. When you have, a, like, a A team and a B team in a college program. Yeah. And you're a, you know, you're moving players around. It's I don't I feel like it's typically a lot cleaner than a community team to a community team. Yeah. Um, yeah, you're you're all within the same organization. So yeah, you should be. you're a part of the same larger team. Um, so I I think that as you bring new players on, it's important to set expectations for um, for those new players coming on to integrate them into the group that's already there, that's already competed at you know one or two tournaments or more than that this year. Um, and also applying those same expectations to current members and even reminding them, um, I think is important and mm-hmm. helpful. And I also think that it's important to talk and discuss with any transferring prospects, mm-hmm. um, about the possibility of, of not, you know, and the possibility and the risks of transferring mm-hmm. because say, a player comes on to the team that uses their one transfer and they are uh they they they, they end up taking away from other players on the team mm-hmm. in a lot of ways and they create a harmful environment say they're trying to fight people at practice they're like let's just talk the extreme you know yeah they're they're trying to fight people at practice they're um constantly getting wasted you know before or break, during or after, yeah, and, yeah, tournaments or whatever it is, like you got to be upfront and say that if that's the kind of stuff that's happening, that we're as a leader on the team, 
um, that that's something that we're not going to accept, and that if you get kicked off or suspended from this team... Like, know that, that you're not going to be able to go to another team, yeah, probably, because yeah. you just use this transfer. Yeah, and, and I think that's fair to do, yeah. and I think it's important to do, um, even if it's somebody that you know is only going to add to the team, mm-hmm. the team, like, positivity or vibes or whatever. Um, still, just so you can always say, hey, I told you this in the beginning when you were looking at transferring, mm-hmm. um, regardless of who it is, you know. Um, yeah, and then just letting the team know ahead of time also. That this that, is happening. Yeah, that transfers can be happening. So that if you have players on your team that are thinking, oh, maybe this isn't the best team for me, or mm-hmm. maybe there's another team that I have some friends on that I may enjoy playing on more. Mm-hmm. Um, I say go for it and, like, be open to that, like, if a player comes to you and says those things, like, support them in their decision, as hard as it might be to ha- be losing a player on the team. Right. Um, because I understand that if somebody wants to go play where they'll either be getting more playing time or they want to be playing with former teammates or mm-hmm. close friends of theirs that, you know, they've had for a while. Um, I-, I think that's, you know... That's fair. Yeah. I th- I think it's a it's a healthy way to go. Yeah, because I mean, like, we're, I mean, you should be going, you should be playing this sport because you want to be having fun. And so, mm-hmm. like, if it's more fun for you to be playing more or to be playing with certain people or at, or be playing with a certain mindset and attitude, then like you should be trying to accomplish that. I guess. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean that you know that's why that's why we play. Like yeah. that's why I I, I know. Personally, like, that's why I'm playing is because I just love the sport and I love the camaraderie and the people that that I'm surrounded with. Mm-hmm. And um, and that's why I play, you know? It, it's not as cutthroat as it used to be for me, personally. Yeah. Like, I don't feel that pressure that so much um, anymore. But I will say that I'm enjoying myself much more than I have in the past with an open mind you know like in in that sense mm-hmm. uh just like there's no there's no bad blood or any you know just kind of like clean slate going on to the se- into the right. season and i i don't know if it's a skewed perception of mine but i feel like the southwest as as a like as a whole it, the vibe has changed from last year in that it's much more supportive and communal than it it has been in the past. I, I noticed that too when I was at like breakfast taco. I noticed that like it wasn't as. I mean, maybe it's just because it is the start of the season. And I can't remember how the start of the season went last year, but it mm-hmm. does seem that like a lot of people are kind of like clean slate. Let's let's start over. We got we got new people. We got a lot of graduates. We got a lot of you know like, you know we have two new community teams this year. We have I mean like to me I've I've seen LSQC and like I've seen that they're making big changes organizationally, getting mm-hmm. sponsors and that. And, you know, I, I, I don't know. Yeah, I see a lot of, like, big changes in, on these teams, and so maybe that has a lot to do with it, yeah. too. Yeah. And those were just the community teams, but, I mean, like, I mean, I look at, like, Texas and and, uh, and A&M and, and Baylor, and, like, they all have had, like, big graduates, or, or in, in A&M's case, they're, they're stepping into their shoes a bit better, I guess. Yeah. Or, well, yeah, um, A&M's, like, coming into their own. Yeah, and so, like, I don't know. The, Everyone, it just seems like everyone has kind of, like, new goals this year instead mm-hmm. of, like, worrying about s- stuff. <laughs> <laughs> well said. <laughs> um, yeah, so 
again, going to talking about the, the integrating players yeah. topic, yeah. I think it really just comes down to the three C's. You know, it comes back to those of communication. Communication. And communication. Communication. And communication. 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 Um, <laughs> you know, being upfront, clear, transparent, and always being available. Um, communication, clearness, and camaraderie. Clarity? Clarity. Yeah. And camaraderie. Those yep. are more C's. More. Plenty of C's <laughs> you thrown out there. Another C that's happening, though, is the Northeast Regional Championship. Championship. That, that hard oh, yeah. C. That's a hard C championship. Yeah. <laughs> that's the that's the C I'm talking about. Yeah, and that's this weekend. Yeah. Um, it sucks it's on Halloween. Yeah, yeah. I understand it was in the mid-Atlantic last year. For I mean, at this time. Oh, right. I, mean, yeah. I wasn't really following so much last year. But, um, yeah, it'll it'll be interesting. Um, I don't I don't really know what's going on up there. I haven't really been paying attention as much. Yeah, it's, I, I mean, I, I, I could like sound like a complete game. idiot, but from my understanding, um... The top teams right now are like QC Boston. Oh yeah. Um, the the at least the names that you're gonna be hearing. Isn't it know, like RIT or RPI? RPI, RPI, RPI. Um, NYU, the Warriors, and then uh, Rochester United. Also, oh, also known, also known for short their shorthand Rochester U. Um, See, I get because like Rochester United, RIT, RPI, they all sound the same. <laughs> there's R's in there's all R's of them. All of them. Yeah. That's what, yeah, it's basically the same name. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So Rochester United, um, the Warriors, QC Boston, NYU, and RPI. I'd say those, in my opinion, are the top five teams from what I've seen and heard. More so from what I've seen uh, in talking about score lines, results, um, head-to-head competition. Um, it's still exciting to see. Like I don't know, it's it's gonna be interesting because like. To me, or like year to year, I just you know it seems like something new is happening up in those regions. Just because I don't really know what's going on, I don't know, <laughs> I don't know if like the it's coverage, it's, a, it's a whole other world. It is like the coverage seems to I don't know like there's there's more Quidditch news sites, but then at the same time it's like the way they cover it to me it just isn't. I don't read it. Yeah. <laughs> Unless it's talking about my region, whereas mm-hmm. like I think I used to read coverage about other regions more, mm-hmm. but I don't know why that is. Uh. That's another podcast. That is another podcast. Talking about information delivery systems. I'm going to have to <laughs> think. Presentation <laughs> I don't really styles. have to think about how <laughs> why I paid attention more years ago than I do now. But <laughs> Interesting. I have no no idea. Anyways. <laughs> so, so yeah. NERC is happening. NERC. Uh, do they call it? Like, do they say NERC? I don't know. They call it. I, I mean, I know, I know they... Every time I see it, car, I just think Nerf. Car is always like, Nerf, Nerf, Nerf. I, I see Nerf, and I think Nerf. And I love a good Nerf gun. Yeah. I see Nerf, and I think Nerd. And then I think... Nerf gun. I think Freddy Salinas. He, he's a cool guy. <laughs> he, he's probably the coolest nerd I know. <laughs> but that's another podcast. That's another a podcast. much shorter podcast, but another podcast another nonetheless. Another podcast, yeah. Um, so... At Wolfpack, I was asked a question, and this is going to be our mailbag question for this episode, um, and it is, what does 
the USQ need to do in order to take the sport forward um, to, and to a new level, to another level, to continue to, to continue to grow, to continue to progress. Yeah, progress. That's better. To continue to blossom, <laughs> to mature, to b- boom. I'm ready. I'm... To bloom. <laughs> oh, that one was. Um, <laughs> yeah, and again, this something that we were talking about earlier was that, that that they're they're used you know world cup six there was this boom after world cup six in in growth and media coverage and uh talking about the sport and it slowly kind of tapered off and i think i think that it will pick up um especially with the bat city showcase yeah. like depending on the kind of coverage we get there i mean i'm seeing like a, yeah there's like a bunch of like kind of new idea tournaments happening there's like the bat city showcase and then there's the, the consolation, consolation cup. cup like these are tournaments that like like the last three years it's been like the same tournaments you know like southwest goes to louisiana southwest goes to oklahoma southwest goes to austin southwest goes to Texas. state you know like yeah there's these same tournaments year after year after year and and I, i'm feeling that it's probably the same way in other regions too uh-huh. and so it's gonna be interesting to see these it's definitely a change of pace um yeah. and i think that the sp- this coming spring semester, personally, I think it's going to be a platform into the next boom. Because, yeah. like, this, this semester has been pretty slow, predictable, a lot of the same things happening. But things could change. Uh, not like, very exciting. I, I feel like th- this semester hasn't been all that exciting, other no. than the start of the season. Right. But since then, it's kind of been like, eh, you know, it's just another season. But I, I think in the spring, things are going to change. Uh, things are going to begin to change. Uh, we already see the need for change to happen. Right. And so, like, like we mentioned, Bat City Showcase, um, that's going to be pretty damn awesome. Yeah. And I think as many people should come to that as possible, um, whether it's to help out, to spectate, to um, help out or spectate yeah, the ref, yeah. um, <laughs> or film games, or whatever the hell, but just... To, to be there. To, yeah, to be here for it. Yeah. Um, and it's easy to say being in Austin, we don't have to travel as far as these other teams that are coming from the Northeast and mm-hmm. the West and um, from all across the nation. And so I, it's easy to say that. I understand that. But just, it's going to be awesome. It's going to be cool. Um, and you got Constellation Cup. And then also Alamo Cup being a collegiate oh, Alamo Cup being only, only tournament, collegiate tournament. Like, that's a in, cool. in this region. That's something different. And I, um, I'm really excited for that because, like, I want to see how turn, how these teams do. Like, to me, like, I see... Isolated from yeah, one another. Yeah, isolated from one another. Because, like, I mean, I see... I mean, when we were in Texas, like, Lone Star was kind of, like, the the big the big team to beat. Like, they're mm-hmm. the team to beat. Last year? Last year. The year before it was A&M. Yeah, the year before it was A&M. So, like, there's these teams to beat. And I think this year, kind of, like, the community teams. I mean, like, Calvary won Wolf Pack, Lone Star won. Uh, Breakfast Taco, like, which are, like, the big mm-hmm. tournaments that, so like, far. so far, yeah. I mean, like, there's, like, the Cowboy Cup and stuff, mm-hmm. um, which is which is great, too. But, Baylor won that. Yeah. Um, but to see kind of, like, the, the big targets not be there, like, will be interesting to see, you know, will these teams, you know, like, who, which of the college teams really is the best. Mm-hmm. Um, that's, that's one. And how will these teams kind of, like, get momentum off of these tournaments Mm -hmm. going forward because like you'll have community teams going off of a win against community teams going back to playing college teams like how will that 
affect them. And there's gonna be so much interregional play. Yeah, and that, then, that's what I'm most excited for, about. for that yeah. one. Yeah, and then and then you'll have college teams going off of wins against college teams going like now they have this momentum to like how will they do against these squads of um, experienced individuals now like do you, do you get what I'm saying? Yeah, no, no, <laughs> I, I hear. And I mean, I mean, going back to the question of what does the USQ need to do in order to take the sport forward. All of this stuff is happening. Constellation Cup, Bad mm-hmm. City, uh, Alamo Cup, you know, community That's team only, collegiate team only, and a D two and a D two essentially, and it's all being hosted by not USQ. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> great. You know, <laughs> yeah. so it, what does USQ need to do to take the sport forward? These things. The yeah, <laughs> these things that are being put on by players in the community. Yeah, I know it's been mentioned in the forums by a few people, um, saying WTF USQ. Yeah. And to to me, D two is like the most important thing. Like, I mean, I, I know the divide, like the division's coming. So to me, like that's not something that they they need to do because it's happening already. But like to me, the growth of a division two mm-hmm. of some sort is yeah is the most to me the most important because like I was talking to Augie earlier, like probably like an hour ago. Um, I'm Augie. He's Augie. Uh, that uh, that there's like teams. Like, when, when all these teams kind of, like, World Cup five year, there was, like, a lot of new teams, but there was a lot of, like, space to, to join the sport and grow in, in the sport, and now there's there's not. There's kind of this wall between, you know, your top five in this region or whatever, and your everything else. And, or there's, like, there's, there's, there's definite tiers, and there's these lower-tier teams, like, aren't getting the practice that they need to better themselves. Yeah. And, you know, if you go to a tournament and you get blown up five times and you don't win a single game... And that's like going back to talking when we talked about using Swiss at breakfast taco, yeah. you know? Yeah. Like, that that would be super beneficial for yeah. these teams. Yeah. So, but, but stuff like that, yeah, it's like stuff like that. Like, the, you go to a tournament and you lose, you, you get blown out five times. Like, that's not, that's not beneficial. If you play five really close games and you still lose... Like, at least you played five close games that you can look and see what your mistakes are. Yeah. But, I mean, if you're getting, like, run over by a team, like... 300 to 70. 300 to, I mean, like, what can you even see from that film that would you could be like, well, we can better ourselves, but, like, there's only so much you can do in a situation like that, mm-hmm. you know? So, and and these teams need something to, to aim for. Because yeah. World Cup isn't, like, they're, these teams aren't, if they can't beat someone in their region, they're not going to beat anyone else in them. Yeah. You know, like, they're not, they're not going to win World Cup. And so, like, what can their end goals be? Like, yeah. And that's why I think Constellation Cup is so important yeah. to the sport. Because the teams that don't qualify, um, they, you know, they still have a shot at qualifying for, for this tournament. Right. You know? And I, I think, like, if I was a lower-tier team in the Southwest... My goal would be to win that tournament. Yeah, my, well, my goal would be to qualify for World Cup. That, I would set my goal there. Aim, aim high, you know... Um, so there's only nine teams and say there's 20, 20, what is it? 23 right now. Sure. Um, but say there's 20, you know, more than 50% of the teams aren't going to qualify. And so if I was like the 19th ranked team at this point right now in the season, I would be striving to qualify for world cup so that if I don't qualify, we're getting as close as possible to qualifying right. so that we're able to get into Constellation Cup. Right. Because not all of those 11 teams are going to get in. You right, know? that's true. So too. it's still an incentive to work and get better. Yeah. So, you know, even working with understanding, hey, we're not, you know, we may not have the best shot at 
qualifying or winning World Cup. But if we, you know, if we don't, we still have something that we can be getting yeah, better I mean, for. Yeah, I mean, and, like, I, I might, like, of course going to World Cup would be beneficial, but, like, to me, I would kind of step back and be like, what would be more beneficial for us as a team going forward? Would it be to go to Constellation Cup and potentially get a bunch of really close, like, seven, eight really close games? Or yeah. would it be to go to World Cup? Maybe even win a, win, it, win a tournament. Win a tournament. Yeah. Or to go to World Cup, spend more, like, if you're a Southwest team, spend a lot of money to get there. And then only get, like, two good games. Mm-hmm. Like, you, you kind of have to think about, like, the benefits. And I think, it's, of course, qualifying for World Cup is a great goal for all these teams. But to me, I think I would be, like, let's let's try and, and, and qualify. But maybe our first goal should be let's get into Consolation Cup. Yeah. And, and the way that they're yeah. going to get in is by getting but, as close as possible right, right, to right. qualifying. Yeah, like getting that 10th, 11th, yeah. 12th. Because if they spot. think, like, oh, um, we'll settle for 12th or whatever, and then it, they only take up to 11 or Right, right, or right. Yeah, like, yeah, you, you don't want to, like, settle, and then you're like, well, shoot, we missed the mark. But, yeah. So, like you said, like, qualifying. No. But, like, I would just, it would kind of suck if, if your goal is to, like, win Consolation Cup, and then you, you, you are that ninth team to go from yeah. the region, and you're like, well, I kind of wanted to go to Consolation Cup yeah. because I think it would have been more beneficial for the team. That's not to say don't throw games. Every yeah. Day, but. And there, there's a whole policy with the USQ about throwing games anyway. Yeah. So you do not want to do that. Don't. Um, also, uh, Wor- World Cup is a magical experience. I've never been, so I don't know. <laughs> yeah. It, so, yeah. Whether whether you go and get blown out all games or you go and you win, win some games or whatever, I, I think it's a great experience because you... Even if you lose out, you know, early, you get to see some high-quality play. Yeah. And you get to learn from that. And being there live is completely different from watching it, you know, and videos which never get taken of bracket play. But that's <laughs> another story. That's um, so, so to me, the, the most important thing that USQ needs to do going forward is a Division two. Is foster the growth of a yeah. foster division. Because, yeah, cause, because fostering the growth of the, those teams will help also foster the competitiveness that will, like increase the quality of the the gameplay in the sport like overall across the whole nation yeah Um, but what about what about you i i agree with that and also going back to constellation cup real quick that that it just clicked right now that's the tournament that's the tournament where there's going to be 30 what what, 32 30 teams yeah going into that i don't know who's gonna win yeah you know that's like that that's like anybody's turn that's gonna be be great some team from the west some team from northeast some team from south like you don't know who's gonna win because because I, you don't, I mean, especially right now, you don't even know who's, like, qualified, and yeah. you don't know the quality of these teams from the other regions, and you just, it's, it's going to be great. Yeah, for sure. Um, but, what, 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 so, what, in my opinion, yeah. IMO, IMHO? Yes. Um, I think the USQ needs to build their infrastructure in the sense of having some, and volunteers, Vol- the volunteering right now, aspect of USQ is horrendous and I understand that you know uh, Dante's just coming in and so my my guess is that they've kind of like they're they've closed everything down so that they can rebuild the infrastructure right and that's also kind of like my hope is because you need infrastructure with this kind of organization in yeah. order to thrive if you they want another boom if they want to sustain even maintain where we're at right now. I mean, yeah, um, to me it was, like, scary last year when I was on the, uh, I was on the team's department. I was, like, a South, like the Texas state representative. Uh-huh. And then, like, getting that phone call and finding out, like, that the department's getting dissolved. I mean, like, that was, like, horrifying to yeah. me because I was just, like, 
why? Like, why are we doing that? Like, why? Like, to me, I think the state rep position wasn't utilized properly. Like, to me, I think that should be kind of like an elected position by the captains of the region, and then that person can kind of serve on like a voting board with the other states that like within you know like a like a really weird democracy kind of thing so that way like the teams are heard because i don't feel like teams are heard but that's that's a different story um (laughs) but like to hear like the team's department was kind of being dissolved like i got why they were doing it because they wanted someone who had the time and the hour like in the hours to to give to Mm -hmm. be in charge of it but still it was like scary because it was like well I don't know, couldn't you have, like, restructured it and, like, reformatted, like, how we're communicating with teams instead of getting rid of this whole department? Um, I mean, I know it's still there with, like, the Southwest representatives and and stuff, but that was, I mean, like, it's scary because it doesn't seem, like, it seems like they're cutting down the structure instead (laughs) of growing the structure. Yeah, they're going the wrong way with things. Yeah. Yeah, I would like to put my blind faith in the organization, the people running it, and say... That they're going to rebuild the infrastructure. Um, and I, I think that's just going to... That's what it takes right now that, you know, the people that are involved right now will will turn things around. And, and they Fingers got, crossed. they got to find a way to, like, motivate people to want to volunteer. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. So th- that that's something that I think is... When I first started playing, I remember looking at, like, you know, volunteer for World Cup 5 things right. and I was like oh that'd be pretty dope like to volunteer if I could do that also as a player or whatever because you get like a jacket you get like some cool there there were some incentives and I think that's what needs to happen is that there need to be these incentives to volunteer um you know again I understand that there may not be the money to do it or whatever but you just you if you got to take a salary cut to to have this money yeah. to, it, it's going to come back in the end and you you know it's going right. to be a boost and everything um, but I think the incentive to be a vol if the incentive to be a volunteer is greater than the incentive to be a player or, you know, that's and, great. you know, like, yeah, you're going to get volunteers. You're going to get people that are like on, people, on the verge of playing or not playing that, yeah, that still want to be a part of the yeah. sport, you know, you'll give them kind of a purpose or a way a meaningful way to be a part of the sport. Or or people who are spectators, who are family members of players, who yeah. are like, I want to be more involved, like, how do I get more involved? Like, like now if people say that, I'm like, you don't really want to be involved. Like, I probably Yeah, and that's what, that's what everybody says. And so even that alone, like, the reputation of the volunteer department of USQ is is harmful in that, like, people say, oh, yeah, you know, I, you know, I, I, I honestly, I signed up uh, sometime in the summer, whenever, I think whenever the transfer, no. I don't know. Some point in the summer, when something came out that I was like, "This is bogus." Yeah. Uh, I want to be. I want to be a part of the change or whatever. Um, since I was unemployed and had plenty of time to right. to help out and offer up my time to you know to help. Um, and I just got an email saying that I'd be. You know, I was like, "Oh, hey, thanks for filling out the form. You'll be in contact soon with whatever." And then nothing else after that. So, and and again, I understand they're downsizing and. So they've lost I, I can imagine that they've lost volunteers in this time frame that where instead of losing these volunteers and that potential, they could be grow you know, they could be yeah, growing, they could be growing ha- having yeah. a few volunteers work on one thing, like, hey, develop a volunteer program or something. You know, yeah. like, it, it's I'm making it sound much smaller than it probably is to do, but I think that that is the first step in, in order to to get back on this high horse that um, the IQA was riding, 
before yeah, the, the I mean, USQ like, split. Because, um, I mean, I know it was frustrating when I was volunteering. We need to, some people power. Yeah. I mean, I know it was frustrating when I was volunteering because it felt like I was putting this time in, or I wanted to put this time in, but that it wasn't appreciated or utilized or, you know, it's like you have tons of tons of people. Like, there's a person for, like, every yeah. active state. And it's like, well, why delegation are... of responsibilities? Yeah, like I it was. It was like they didn't. Thing. They didn't want to give any power to people who weren't getting paid. And I get that because you don't. You don't want like you don't trust these people because they're not. They didn't have to go through a. Who process. are they? Yeah, you yeah, don't know like, who they it's are. It's like who are they? But then it's kind of like, well, then don't bring them on as volunteers. Like I don't know. Then it's kind of like, well, why why bring them on as volunteers in the first place yeah. if you're only going to trust them with sending emails to teams, but you won't give them team email. You know, like yeah. these weird things that were, were happening and stuff yeah. that's a that's a different story but yeah <laughs> it's kind of like the the execs are like like huddled around this this uh intangible power and they're like my you know yeah, they're, yeah, they're, yeah. they're like smeagol or something yeah. like with the ring um and it was frustrating because it was like you know like i had big plans like i really wanted to work on that like southwest like community service project and that was frustrating because like you know, pe- people want to do good things, but they also don't want to do these good things for free. Yeah. And you have to, like, get incentives for them. But, yeah. you know, like, it was frustrating because that's all whole other But, like, it just felt difficult to, like, want it. Like, I had big ideas, and then you, you hit this brick wall with the execs, and then you're like, well, like, yeah. I'm trying to, to help out and, like, take take some chances, take some risks here. So that way, like, it, may, it might not work, and it might not be, like, the perfect image that you were expecting it, like, USQ to be, but, mm-hmm. like why not let these regions kind of, like, figure out their own thing while you guys can figure out the the other stuff, yeah. you know? It, it was, it just felt like they didn't trust anybody. Yeah, they definitely shot themselves in the foot. Nah, higher up, like the, like the leg, maybe the thigh. <laughs> like the upper, they, they definitely <laughs> shot themselves in the mid, mid-lower thigh. They shot that, themselves right in one. the stomach. <laughs> <laughs> um, so... Yeah, that that's what I think that USQ needs to do, um, and I think once they have a strong volunteer base, they can do anything. Yeah. Like when you, when you have a bunch of volunteers that are hungry, even oh my gosh, I I have, uh, it's just it's so frustrating because <laughs> it's like you know you could have these incentives like hey you complete this task and you you know you get a point and you have a point system or whatever and then you get to like five points and you get this yeah. um, whatever you get a t-shirt or. Whatever the hell. You know, you come up with incentives. Yeah. I'd have to sit down and look at what they actually have to offer. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, it's just, it's not that complicated. I, I don't feel like it is, and they just need to get their shit together. Yeah. I mean, go back to these things that we did in elementary school to incentivize kids to, like, read or whatever. Like, you were like, <laughs> you know, like, we did accelerated reader rewards. It's like, yeah, you get points if you read books and take quizzes on them. And then you can take those book like points to buy like really stupid I like <laughs> But yeah. like but like when you're like yeah, six years old, there's you're like, like a this, point you're like this puppet's freaking awesome and yeah. so like you know, stupid stuff like that that like I'm a I'm a poor college student, like you know, like yeah. if I could get a free T shirt because I did some yeah. tasks for a sport that I love. Or even if they paired up with uh like some some other company that like gave discounts to volunteers. Yeah, that, you know, like yeah. as part as a member, you know, like you get so many points a month you have access to these perks or whatever. Yeah. You know, there are things like that out there. Stuff like that would be, like, just great because, like, people just don't want to do things because they, like, I mean, like, 
They, people do want to do things like, out they, of the good of their they heart. They want to do, do things out of the good of their heart, but, like, at the same time... But like, they're not... It's not fulfilling at all. It's not fulfilling, because, and then, like, at the same time, like, they have, to, like, when you're a student, which is, like, the main base of, like, Quidditch, you have schoolwork to do, and then you have your own Quidditch team to worry about, and then you have, you know, then yeah. you have a job often, and then you and you graduate, and you have, like, more stuff to worry about, so you kind of have to, like, give people a reason to, like, prioritize this if you want them to prioritize it. Yeah. Because, like, they're not going to. Because, you know, with school, you, you work hard, you get a degree. Like, that's that's your incentive. Uh-huh. If you, like... You're, if you're working, you're getting paid. Yeah, you're getting paid. If, like, you're, <laughs> if you're not working, you're going to get fired yeah, and like, no longer have the opportunity to be paid for exactly, work. Yeah, and then, like, if for your, like, school Quidditch team, like, if you work hard, then, like, you win games. Yeah. That's incentive. But, like, for volunteering, it was kind of like, do these things and then... We don't really talk to you, and we're not yeah. really gonna like give you tests to do. Yeah. And it's kind of like you, d- you know, it's you're gonna, yeah, <laughs> it's like the opposite. But yeah, and then, and at the same time, they're still like, we need volunteers. And you're like, we're sitting right here. Like the volunteers are sitting right here, yeah. and you're not utilizing them. So yeah, and and I I really I dislike harping on the USQ because they do a lot of good things. Yeah, and and I understand that it's a lot of work, and I'm sure I mean all the con- not all. Of the majority of the feedback that USQ receives from the community is that, hey, you're <laughs> you're, doing you're doing it wrong yeah. or whatever, and like, and then it's kind of um, like, well, you do it better, like you try it out. Yeah, and, and and that's why I dislike doing it, but I think it's something that, I mean, I think it's important to talk about because I don't know. I think the change can happen. It just uh, only time. As Enya once said, only time. You're not familiar with that? I don't think so. It's a jam. Oh. Shout out to Enya. Also, oh, real quick, <laughs> Northeast Regionals. This is the first regional championship where there will be Peterson's broomsticks. Oh yeah, instead of Alavans. Yeah, and you know that announcement. They didn't say World Cup is going to be purely Peterson's, but they didn't not say. They did not say that. Yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, fingers crossed. Regardless, it's a big step forward closed. for the sport. <laughs> Can't lose. Uh, <laughs> Can't lose. <laughs> yeah. The point is that it's a big step forward for the sport, I think. Because, yeah. Um, and also, that really sucked last year when they used the same brooms for every regional. And by the time it got to like Southwest and West, like the, the there was like no, yeah, bristles we, left, and there was just bristles across the whole freaking field. field and, yeah, and you had, you had it. Was, I thought it was kind of cool that there was, uh, crotch stank on the broom from every region. Mm-hmm. That's, it, that it, could be cool. It was like that, the. Is that like hygienic? Do you ever think about that, like broom hygiene? Uh, that's another that's podcast. That's another podcast, for sure. But, like... Gosh, people are probably listening to this and they hear broom hygiene. What's that? If you're asking yourself that question, there's a much bigger problem at hand. <laughs> tune in next... <laughs> uh, tu- tune in two weeks from now to hear us talk about broom hygiene. Broom hygiene will be the big topic. Until then, um, we'll probably... We'll, we'll send out a Google form next week. Yeah. Um, yeah. Looking for some input on some question that we... We'll think of between now and then, or maybe we already have it thought up. Maybe, maybe we'll, it's broom hygiene. Yeah, maybe. We'll, yeah. Maybe we'll, we want your opinion on broom hygiene. Start brainstorming now. 
Um, tweet at us. Tweet at us. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Facebook. We do have an Instagram. I don't think a lot of people, but it's cool. It's, it's, it's yeah, it's cool. kind of cool. Like we're, we're trying to. We're, we're trying, trying to. We're working on. We have a mascot. Shout out to Trigger. Trigger the mascot. Um. Yeah, he's a sleeper. Oh, he's okay. napping with uh, Rocket. The one of the other one team mascots. Team mascot. He's a cat. Yeah. Cool. Thanks for listening. Thank you. We'd like to thank Bird's Barbershops, Dragon's Lair Comics, and Peterson's Broomsticks for sponsoring Texas Calvary.